Hi, you're listening to the sermon recording podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. All right, thanks, Jeff and Steve. Thank you very much. Steve got a little worried, man. You grabbed that mic and you started leaning forward and you getting a little excited. I was like, Steve's going to start preaching. I got a message tonight. I knew it was a bad idea asking Steve to share for the MC Spotlight tonight, but uh, it's always good. Steve, if you guys don't know, Steve obviously uh, does an amazing job of helping to not only oversee um, our shepherding and care of our church, but also helps oversee our Forge Kids ministry. And so he runs around, uh, look, look what Steve's doing right now. He's already over here helping take care of Cece, make sure she's okay. That's what Steve Friddle does all the time. So give it up for Steve Friddle. He's an awesome guy. Uh, we love having him around. Um, hey, I have two pieces of business real quick before we jump in tonight. The first one, if you check your program, I'm not sure if it's actually in there or not. It is in there. Okay, great. Uh, Reclaim is, is a quick adjustment schedule-wise. Reclaim is next Saturday. Um, for the breakfast. So make sure you notate that. Um, that's Reclaim. It's, it's a once a month gathering. It's for all the ladies that are, whether you're a part of a different MC or not, um, but it's a, it's a network-based missional community we have for women, and it's an invite for anyone and everyone. That breakfast is next uh, Saturday at 9 a.m. Make sure you notate that. It's a small schedule change next, uh, next Saturday. So that's one piece of business I want to make sure you're aware of. The second thing, which I'm really excited about here, um, is that we're uh, beginning to kind of uh, catch up with the times here a little bit. We've always been, I shouldn't say always, but always, relatively speaking, been uh, down, uh, made our, our uh, messages downloadable for you online, right? It's always been available for you. Maybe you didn't know that. Uh, Newsflash for you. And they've always been on YouTube as well for you, uh, which has been cool. Uh, we've been trying over the last couple weeks, um, been really trying hard behind the scenes to get all of our messages, no, we've been trying to get our messages to also be available on podcasts. So as of right now, our Overcome series is available on uh, iTunes podcasts as well as Spotify podcasts. So that's really cool. So yeah, a clapping would be a really cool thing to, like I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So you like, I would appreciate some clapping. Some more clapping would be nice right now. Thank you. So Jeff worked really hard for that. So I am very appreciative of all of his hard work. Um, so for those of you guys who are very spiritual uh, and you're an Apple user, uh, iTunes obviously is the best way to go for that. If you're still trying to, like, figure out uh, how to navigate the world around you and you're an Android user and you're not quite up with the times, uh, there is Spotify available for you as well. So just to make sure we've tried to be you know, all things to all people uh, for you. But obviously the preferred godly way is to use uh, iTunes. So that's available for you. But you can subscribe to those. Uh, but the Overcome series is available for you. And then obviously moving forward, all of our future um, series will be on there as well. Um, and just to brag, just for a second, obviously I'm biased and self-admittedly so. But I'm just really excited about what God is doing in our church right now. Um, and and maybe you feel it too. Um, and I'm, I told Jeff and Neil that I wasn't going to rabbit trail too much in the message tonight, so I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet. But I just I think there's something really cool that God's doing right now in our church. If you think 
just in the last couple of weeks, since, since 2019 happened, we did this special series uh, called Reckless about worship. And I think since we did that series, there's just something stirring right now in our church. And I just, I can't help but when someone asks me, like, what God's doing in our church right now, I just start bubbling up with excitement. Like, I just want to brag about what God's doing. Like, think about this, we did this really cool dinner a few weeks ago, new idea with this, uh, with, our, with our family gathering, right? And um, we have these uh, new stations constantly, we're trying new things we got this series that we're doing with the worship. We've never, I've never been a part of a church ever that explained why we sing songs in a worship gathering. And that seems fundamental, but like that was never done before. And in the process of that, I think it unlocked this like spiritual awakening, no pun intended, for what God is doing in our church. Um, I, I think that God is, is beginning to align our spiritual leadership team behind the scenes and God's beginning to bring some cohesiveness. I think even moving to Saturday night several months ago has begun to bring us some structure and begin to bring us some stability in ways that has brought some rest and some newfound uh, breathing room into our, our, our community at large. Uh, over the next several weeks as we get ready to le uh, lean into a vision series and Easter you're going to begin to see a heavy dose of, of, um, of just so an awareness and a presence of Awaken on social media. We've asked two people to step up and help lead a social media coordinators. And so I would just ask you to unapologetically start sharing things that you see on social media. Uh, check in when you're here on Facebook that, hey, I'm, I'm at Awaken tonight. And, and ask your friends to come hang out with you and, and share podcasts and things like that. And again, it's just one of those ways that we believe we want to have an open door, not only into the living rooms of our missional communities, but also into this space that we're in on Saturday nights, right? Because we believe that wherever people find us, God will also meet them there. Because church is not here, it's where we are as a community. And so whether that's found through social media and you promoting it and plugging it, or it's at a breakfast next week at Reclaim, or it's at a Wednesday night, uh, or it's at a brunch at the Sowers House, or wherever it is that you find yourself, that is where Awakened Church is existing. And it's so cool to see all the things that God is doing right now. And I love that we have not limited ourselves to saying Awakened Church is the Sunday morning 11 o'clock service. But when someone shows up to the Sowers house and has a Bloody Mary at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, they're experiencing church at the Sowers house. And we get excited about that. And that's recorded on a podcast right now, so take that. Boom. Take that, iTunes. I have to watch profanity now, right, now that it's podcasted, but I, I can still say Bloody Mary's. But right, whatever it is, right, God is, is finding ways to show up in these really, really cool ways. And I love that about our church. And, and I'm not trying to ruffle feathers here, but I want to make sure that we continue as a church to not just try to be flamboyant, but that we try to find ways to meet people in ways that we see Jesus meet people in the Gospels. And what I love about Jesus in the Gospels is that the people that were the so-called Christians in the Gospels were regularly offended by the Jesus in the Gospels. So we're doing this series, wrapping it up tonight, called Overcome. 
And, if, and again, if you haven't been here in the series, I would encourage you to go back. It's on iTunes and Spotify. You can go back and listen to it. It's been an amazing series, and I'm, I'm really, honestly, God has spoken to me so much in the series. But Connie kicked it off with an amazing message just about our identity. We talked about our past over dinner. And then last week, Jeff threw me under the bus saying he had a hard week talking about our beliefs. But, and honestly, just because it's now my week to teach about it, <laughs> I don't give Jeff the hard weeks. I honestly just schedule them out. Jeff just happens to think he gets the hard weeks, but I think Jeff makes them harder. If you know Jeff, Jeff naturally sees it. He's like, man, I don't know what to do with this. I think I'm going to make this harder than it has to be. And I'm like, Jeff, it's just talking about like how we wrestle through our beliefs. I don't know what to do with this. And I'm like, Jeff. And so I think Jeff makes it harder than it has to be, but then Jeff kills it, right? That's if you guys know Jeff. So uh, yeah, thank you, right? Thank you. That's So Jeff, Jeff always does a great job, but tonight we're going to talk about our trials and um and so I do put together the teaching calendar. It's one of the, one of the roles that I have here as the teaching pastor at Awakened Church. And um, besides being one of the people that teach here frequently, and I wish, honestly, as I would have scheduled out the, the teachings, I wish this was one of those weeks that I would have given Jeff or Connie instead of scheduling myself. Uh, and the reason being is that, selfishly, uh, this is a hard one for me to teach. Um, and I will do my best to survive through the message tonight. Um, overcoming our trials is something that's very real for me. And many of you, thankfully, we're a part of a community. We, I was just talking to Matt before the service. Uh, we were just joking around that we're a community of authenticity, that we don't shy away from having real, engaging, authentic conversations about what's really going on in our lives. So Matt sat down in the middle of a conversation. He was like, hey, man, sorry, I didn't realize I was in the middle of a conversation. And Neil very poetically said, hey, man, this is who we are at Awaken. You're all in, so this is who we are. We don't uh, shy away from this kind of stuff. And I love that about who we are as a church. So whether you're in an MC conversation or whether it's here, that's who we are. And so give me some grace tonight if I uh, need a sip of water or you know, take us a quick second, because this is real for me. It's raw. Uh, it's, it's, it's part of the message tonight, and I love that I get to teach through it, even though I really don't want to. I need to preach through the message tonight, because I need to preach to myself tonight, if that makes sense. All right, so can you guys give me some grace tonight? Is that fair? Head nods are helpful. Thank you. Appreciate it. So talking about our trials tonight, I want to present first and foremost, uh, the first thing as I thought about when it pertains to trials is kind of how the world views trials. And I, I, the word trials, although it's not necessarily a Christian word, I want to just use, substitute the word for difficulties in our lives. So when we go through difficult times in our lives, the world around us, the worldly quote-unquote perspective is that there's just this like rain cloud that hangs over us, right? If you think about the difficult times that, you come up, that come about in your life, we, the world says like, man, why is it that I just, I can't seem to shake this rain cloud that just hangs over me? There's just this annoyance of negativity that I just can't seem to shake. Why me? Is there always just this thing that just serves no purpose, but I just cannot seem to get over it? 
And so maybe you don't call it a trial per se. It's not usually a word that the world uses. But when we go through these difficult times in our life, we can call them a lot of different things, but we oftentimes view them as annoyances, pointless negatives, rain clouds. You get the idea. And I think part of what I want to get to tonight is that, and we talk a lot about this at Awaken, and I think about even just the worship series we did called Reckless. We did a whole sermon series we did a whole sermon within that series called Perspective. And I, I honestly thought about this, and maybe it was just an aha moment for me, but every sermon series we do, we could do on one message within that series called Perspective because every single time I feel like we have to have this moment of like peeling back the lens and saying, what is it in this topic that I have to unlearn and then relearn? Because whether you're a Christ follower and you've been a Christian for a long time, or whether you're a skeptic in the room and not sure at all how you even feel about the whole Jesus thing, you have a preset notion around things that are probably not true. And the reality is that we all need to have an open-handed conversation and unlearn things and then replace them with things that are probably more factual, arguably more scripturally accurate. And when it comes to trials, whether you're a believer and a Christ, follow, a Christ follower in the room or not, most of us in the room view these difficulties and these quote-unquote trials as just simply negatives in our life. And most of us don't take a step back and realize there's something actually happening here that God's trying to use in our life. So let's just take for a minute just the example of maybe like going to the gym. I've been trying to go to the gym lately. Uh, if, you're, if you know anything about kind of what's been going on in my life lately, I've been diagnosed with a brain disorder, which sounds crazy weird to say, and I hate using that word, but it's true. Um, and so there's something in the back of my brain they're still trying to figure out what to do with. And so they're saying that eating healthy and exercise are helpful Blah, 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 less beer and pizza, so I try to ignore most of it. So water and things like that are helpful. And so, I, um, so I'm trying to be consistent, right? Trying to do some, trying to do some good things in my life. And, and so, you know, the more that you go to the gym, the more results that you begin to see in your life, the, the healthier you get, right? This is a under, we all agree this is a fair understanding, right? Good things happen if you go to the gym. How many of you guys regularly go to the gym? Raise your hand, right? How many of you guys wish that you regularly went to the gym, right? No, no, come on. How many of you guys kind of go to the gym? Like you kind of go to the gym every now and then? How many of you guys never go to the gym? All right, well, this analogy is terrible then. Next, I don't have another analogy on my notes right now. Um, We'll stick to the gym analogy then. <laughs> the basic idea is simple, right? The more that we go to the gym, the more consistent we get, the more we build healthy habits in our life. The more that our perspectives begin to change, we view things differently, the gym becomes less of an annoyance in our life, and the more we begin to look forward to it. 
right? But the first few times that we go through, the first few times we, we, we view going to the gym, it is absolutely not a fun thing. And maybe even for most of us, within the first year or two, it's never a fun thing. But the average person, if they actually begin to see the results that they like, they begin to have a perspective change because they like to see a healthier version of themselves. They may not like the, the pain or the having to get up earlier, the, some of the things that go with it, but they like the things that come with it as a result of it. The average person does. You can shake your head no at me, but the average person does. Maybe not you. And this analogy goes out the window because none of you guys go to the gym anyway. So we're going to do a series on healthy living next, okay? I'm putting it in my notes. But as I thought about this worldly perspective of, of viewing trials in our life through this rain cloud, this negative perspective of like, woe is me, why does this thing keep happening to me? Why can't I just get through this endless thing that just always seems to follow me? I thought about this idea that it's, it's one of the most debilitating, paralyzing, and depressing perspectives you can have towards trials. And so I want to invite you into a perspective change tonight. And I stand up here tonight not as a saint who's figured it out, but as a fellow journeyman trying to figure it out with you. Because I guarantee you the only way that I can stand here tonight and continue to limp through the journey with you is because I have not allowed my perspective to cause me to become depressed. It's not because I've figured it out and I've conquered it, but I will tell you, and people that have walked with me in this journey will tell you that although I'm not perfect, and please hear me, I'm not standing here saying out of a place of pride that I've conquered anything, but I am proud to say that I'm not coming from a place of, of, um, of, of being depressed because of the fact that I, I do not absolutely believe that God is not going to use this. I believe he will use this. And I think that that perspective is something that we all have to hold on to. So there are three things tonight I want to give you that I, I want to speak against tonight, and maybe you can resonate with these. So as it pertains to trials tonight, here are things that I'm not saying, Okay. Three things that I'm not saying tonight, loud and clear. Number one, God isn't doing the bad things to you. Number one, God is not doing these bad things to you. These trials, these difficult times that you're going through, God is not doing them to you, number one. Number two, God is not punishing you for your sins. Now, I'm speaking in generality. I'm not saying that this is always true. There are times where you have consequences for the things in your life, okay? So I'm not saying that there will never be consequences, that God never punishes you. That's not what I'm saying. But we're talking specifically about trials, and I'm speaking specifically about the difficult times, the rain clouds that happen in your life. God is not a God who is out to get you, okay? Number three, God isn't mad at you. So three things I'm not saying tonight, and I'm not saying these are forever true 100% of the time, I'm saying what I'm not saying tonight, okay? So please don't misquote me. But what I'm not talking about tonight is that, number one, God isn't doing the bad things to you. 
Number two, God's not punishing you. And number three, God's not mad at you. Okay? Can we head nod on these things? Okay. Here is what I am going to say to you. God might be using these things to help you grow. I'm going to say this a little bit slower because some of you guys need to write these down on notes or take pictures on your phone and save them. God might be using these things to help you grow. Number two, God might be trying to teach you something about yourself in the process. Number two, God might be trying to teach you something about yourself in the process. And number three, God might be allowing your heart to break for things that break his heart. God might be allowing your heart to break for things that break his heart. So as it pertains to trials, those of you in the room who feel like God's out to get you, the perspective shift for you tonight is that God is not a punishing God. Even if you read the God of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, that's not the message of the Old Testament. I would encourage you to read it deeper than that. The God of Scriptures that I read about is a God of love. Every story that I read about is a story about redemption and about love. But when you read Scripture, we have this understanding sometimes when we read these stories that like everybody has it all figured out and they don't go through stuff. Let me replace that word stuff. That they don't go through crap. People in the Bible, are there kids in the room? People in the Bible go through crap. It's profanity, right? It's the worst I'm going to get tonight, okay? People in the Bible go through very real stuff. There's pain, there's death, there's sin, there's mistakes, there's evil, there's abuse, there's injustice. From men, from women, from kings, from saints, from disciples. You name a person in the Bible and you will see trials and difficulties. And I think the perspective change for many of us, and myself included, that God is trying to teach me right now in my own life, is that we have to stop trying to avoid these trials. God, I try and spend so much time being like, God, what are you doing? Do you not see I've had enough of this? Like, I, I don't know where you think you've been, but like, I think I've had enough migraines this week. Like, I, th- I think three is enough. Like, I think, I think four is pushing it, okay? Like, I don't know who you're out saving the world today doing, but like, I think four is pushing it, God. And so I spend so much time trying to rationalize in my brain, God, 
help me to avoid this trial, this situation, this difficult time that I'm in. And I'm wasting so much energy trying to avoid the thing that God is trying to use to do something different in me. And God's like, hey, it's not going anywhere. So instead of trying to run from it, let's use it. Think about some of the people in your life that you know that are older, like uh, Steve Friddle's age. Like, and they're, no, I'm just sorry, sorry. I, 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 too easy, sorry, low-hanging fruit. Um, no, think about some of the people, I think about like, um, my nanny was here last week, and she's a saint, man. She, God, uh, she is one of the strongest, godliest women I can ever describe to you on the planet. And what makes her a saint is not her avoidance of trials, it's her endurance in trials. Let me say that again. What makes her a saint is not her avoidance of trials. It's her endurance in trials. You see, I spend so much time as a 31-year-old trying to figure out how do I avoid the difficult times in my life. And she's mastered how to endure the difficult times. And God has blessed her with spiritual maturity now far beyond her years. When will I get it through my thick skull that God wants to use me in the midst of this? i got a few minutes left. Some of you guys need scripture to support what I'm saying. Let me give you some verses. James chapter 1. We're going to go through James over the summer. So I just want to give you a few things here as a kind of a teaser for this summer. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. I want to read this to you kind of quickly. I think it's really helpful. James writes this. Dear brothers and sisters... When troubles of any kind come your way, not if, by the way, it doesn't say if troubles of any kind come your way. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. That word perfect, leave it up there for a second, Amy. That word perfect and complete is not about being sinless and flawless. The word perfect and complete is about being whole and mature, okay? So those of you guys who like A pluses on a test, the word here is not about being sinless. The word here is about maturity. I've never met a mature believer in my life who hasn't been through crap in their life. I've never met a mature believer in my life who hasn't been through the ringer. Cancer, death, sin. Things that they've done things done to them. Man, as Americans, 
especially as American Christians, we somehow think in our brain that if we just take the easy way, that like it'll just somehow figure itself out. And I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. And God never, ever, ever promises that. So for all of us in the room that we have to unlearn something tonight, maybe it's as simple as this. If the gospel for you tonight is about simply avoiding pain, then you got the wrong Jesus. The gospel that I believe in is not about avoiding something. It's about redeeming something. Jesus came to redeem all things back to him. The blood of Jesus is about reconciling all things and restoring things to the good news. And as Jeff has talked about before so many times, especially pertaining to our missional communities, that God is a missionary God. He's sending us. It's in his very nature. So God send us back into the broken world so it's going to get messy. We're going to live in the trials. So I stand here today. I'm 31 years old. I have a brain disorder. I'm divorced. And I have a three-year-old as a single dad. The last two years of my life have gone very different than how I ever thought they would go. But my story is not about what's been taken from me. My story is about what God is going to do in, through, and around me. Not because of Philip, but because the good news is all about him. This is the last thing I want to give you tonight. Trials are not designed to help you learn how to survive. They are there to help you become whole. Let me read that to you again. Trials are not designed to help you learn how to survive. They are there to help you learn how to be whole. I lied. I do have one more thing I wanted to say. One of the things I love about trials is that they remind us that we can't do this on our own. I would not be standing here if it wasn't for you guys. So this last thought was about community. It's about people and it's also about God. Trials remind us that we constantly need God. Difficult times in our life remind us that we need God. We can't do this on our own. Man, I would have collapsed a hundred times over if the weight that I had to carry on my shoulders I was carrying alone.
but I had people carrying it with me. I had you carrying it with me. And thankfully, most of all, I had the strength of a Savior carrying it with me. Tonight, we conclude our Overcome series. And we're going to finish things tonight in a pretty powerful way. We're going to sing a few songs. And I really want tonight, as we sing these songs, as to be an anthem of this series. We've talked about the fact that your identity is not in the lies of what the enemy says. The enemy doesn't get to tell you who you are or define your worth. That's God's job. We talked about the fact that your past doesn't get to define your future. We talked about the fact that you need to stop robbing your present with the past. That in order to be an overcomer, it's not just simply about surviving, as we talked about tonight. It's about learning how to become whole. And Jeff did a beautiful job last week of talking about how that if we're going to become whole in this process and be an overcomer, we have to be willing to wrestle through the process. Some of us in this room are certain of our belief and some of us are wrestlers, but regardless of where you are in the process, we overcome together in community. And as a practice tonight, many of you wrote down lies on a sheet tonight. And in just a minute, you're going to see that lie, those lies displayed here in a second. So I'm going to ask you to stand right now, if you will. We're going to sing a song that we've been singing this entire series called Take Heart. And maybe you just need to close your eyes and listen to the words for the song. Or maybe you need to sing it loud. Maybe you need to raise your hands. But the words in the song are powerful that you need to take heart. Because you know the overcomer. Amen? You know the overcomer. This isn't just some catchy, cool series we've done. Many of you need the truth in the series in order to take the next step in your spiritual maturity. I need this series. And I appreciate the grace that you've given all of us in this process. Connie, Jeff, myself, your missional community leaders, all of us are here, not because we figured it out, but because we're walking beside you, serving alongside of you. And we desire to continue to grow with you in the process. Let me pray. Jesus, would you be honored through our time of worship tonight? Would you allow us, God, to continue to be raw and honest would you allow us, God, to feel the freedom to cry, to raise our hands, to kneel? God, whatever you want to do tonight, God, as we sang originally earlier, just a few moments ago, there's no fear in this room because we are your children. So God, take our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.